Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. My name is Derek Frisbee from DF Sports, and today we are here to talk a little bit about the offensive side of the football for the Browns. Now, the defense... The Browns have a historically great defense right now, and it is out of this world. But there's a lot of question marks with the offense. There's a lot to dive into with the offense. So today we are going to get into it as the Browns look for the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday at home in Cleveland to hopefully go three and one. So before that happens, we got to talk about the offense. So before we get into that, Please be sure to check out the Dogs Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Please be sure to like this video. Drop a comment in the comment section. There's a lot of people talking about the offense, what the problems are. Is Deshaun Watson back? I want to hear from you. I want to know what you think. And another way that you can let me know what you think, thedogspodcast.com. You can drop a voicemail. We will play it out on the show, get your thoughts on the show, and we'll let you know what we think about what you think. You can also leave an intro to an episode. So if you've ever listened to an episode and said, man, it'd be cool to get my voice on there, that's another way to do it. You can leave a voicemail as an intro, and we will play that. So with that being said, if you want some more, jointhedogs.com. That's going to be your way to join the Patreon. We got fantasy football going on. Obviously, it's too late for that. But if you're a Browns fan and you want to talk to other Browns fans that are across the entire globe, join the Patreon. You can get in the Discord where we're talking 24-7 during the game, after the game, before the game, on a random Tuesday or Wednesday. Whenever you want to talk about the Browns, we are there. And also become a member. It is 99 cents a month. That'll be your way to show support to the channel, to us here at the Dogs Podcast, and you'll get some fancy stickers in the chat. So who does not want that? Of course you do. So 99 cents a month, become a member. With that being said, let's talk about it. So this is a uh, this is a very fun season to be a fan of the Cleveland Browns. I know there's been a lot of crap that has happened, right, as with any Browns season. But this year, it's special, right? And I already talked about it in the intro. The Browns quite literally have a historically good defense. The Browns, based on stats, are the best defense currently in the National Football League, right? We're only week, we're going on week four now. We're only three weeks in. But based on what you've seen so far, this Browns defense is unreal. Holding the Titans offense to three points, the Bengals offense to three points, and technically the Steelers offense to I think it was like 12. So this uh this defense for the Browns is out of this world. And thank God for that because through the first 3 weeks of the year, the offense has struggled at times, but the defense being as, as good as it has has really kept the Browns in these games and has given us the opportunity to do what we've done so far and win these games. So Browns blew out the Bengals at home week one. The Browns blew out the Tennessee Titans week three at home. So it's interesting, right? This season has been very interesting if you are a fan of the Cleveland Browns. So could talk about the defense all day long, but let's talk about this offense. Let's take a look at kind of what's gone on so far 
where it's going because a lot has changed. And unfortunately, you can't take back an injury. And Nick Chubb, if you've been living under a rock, um, will not be with us for the rest of the season. So obviously heading into this year, we were talking about how the Browns were going to move the ball through the air a lot more and kind of spread things out that way. So the whole idea was Chubb was going to be involved, but be involved in different ways. So now that he's not here anymore, unfortunately, you know, prayers up to Nick Chubb. Um, thank God. It's a miracle that he didn't completely destroy his knee. Um, you know, the reports are that it's going to be a lot better than what originally was you know, expected. So thank God for that. Very, very thankful for that, for Chubb, for the team, for the fan base as a whole. You never want to see a guy like Nick Chubb go down. You know, it's the heart and soul of the team. But the reality is he will not be here. So where do we go from here? What have we seen from the offense and from Kevin Stefanski to kind of give us an idea where we're heading towards this next especially in the next few weeks, because you have the Baltimore Ravens this Sunday at home, which is a huge game. Then you have a bye week. And in the bye week, there's going to be a lot of a lot of adjustments, I feel like, going on because the Browns have to figure out what we're going to do about this running back situation. So we're going to get into it. But let's look at, first of all, let's look at the first three weeks of the season, starting off with Cincinnati. Uh, Deshaun Watson in that game was 16 to 29, 154 yards, touchdown and an interception. So in that game, Chubb obviously was your rushing leader with 18 carries, 106 yards. And interestingly enough, Elijah Moore was your receptions leader with three receptions, 43 yards. So that game, don't need to remind you, bad weather game, slow, kind of iffy offensively, but Deshaun Watson, you know, and Nick Chubb got the job done on the ground with their legs and the Browns were able to pull off that game, kind of write it off offensively because there's not a whole lot you could really do. So there's not a whole lot of takeaways that you can pull from that game other than the usage of Elijah Moore. How are we using him, moving him all around? Again, he ended up being your receptions leader in that game. Um, but a lot of the work was done on the ground with Elijah Moore. And he only had like two carries in that game, but they were critical. So the combination of Deshaun Watson's legs, Nick Chubb's legs, and then, of course, Elijah Moore and Jerome Ford had a couple solid carries in there as well. The Browns were able to come out, do a good enough job on offense to dominate the Cincinnati Bengals uh, thanks to that great defense. So that was week one. Again, not a whole lot of takeaways. And before we move on, Ohio DraftKings has upped their sign-up offer to kick off this NFL football season. New users can place a $5 first bet to instantly claim $200 in bonus bets, plus up to $150 back in bonus bets if your team loses. All you have to do is sign up with our code, the dogs, all one word. Using our code, the dogs, not only gets you great bonuses, but it also directly supports our podcast. If you've been considering signing up for DraftKings, make sure you use our code, THEDOGS, to maximize your first bets. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 years and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. Week two against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And again, I'm just going to do a quick recap here. 
Um, Deshaun Watson was 22 of 40, 235 yards, a touchdown, an interception. Mari Cooper was your leading receiver, which keep in mind, remember that. Seven receptions, 90 yards. Jerome Ford, obviously Nick Chubb goes down in that game, was your uh, running, rushing leader, 16 carries, 106 yards. So offensively, the takeaways from that game for me were offensive line struggle. They struggled. And Deshaun Watson has to get rid of the football, right? You have to be more decisive with your decisions. You have to trust your gut. In that Pittsburgh Steelers game, Deshaun Watson came out and seemed panicked. He seemed rushed. He seemed unsure of of himself, excuse me. And offense wasn't great. First play why we went five wide and threw it to Harrison Bryant is beyond me. Um, But obviously that's a pick six going the other way. Now, offensively for the Browns in that game, when Nick Chubb went out, the the life went out of the offense, really. And there's a lot to talk about with that game. I'm not going to spend too long on it, but officiating was bad. You know, just some really bad moments from everybody, pretty much offensively, especially Deshaun Watson. That was the game where we kind of all looked at and said, okay, $230 million, all the draft capital, prove it. And he was not able to really step up in that game. Now, I want to point out, and again, circle Amari Cooper, seven receptions, 90 yards. So for me personally, I think Amari Cooper had an incredible game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, every catch that he made, he had to earn. It was contested. And Amari Cooper's not a contested catch receiver. Amari Cooper is your route runner. Get the ball in his hands. He will get open. He made some big boy catches, some DK Metcalf contested, you know, just those kind of plays. The plays that you usually see Donovan Peoples-Jones making. Uh, so Amari Cooper this season has been very good. He's been really, really good. So... You lose to the Steelers, you're one and one. What are you going to do? How are you going to answer? Well, this past Sunday, we saw it. Deshaun Watson came out, answered all the critics 27 to 33, 289 yards, two touchdowns, should have been three. Mari Cooper, seven receptions, 116 yards, and a touchdown, should have been two touchdowns. Uh, Pierre Strong Jr. was your um, rushing leader in that game, six carries, 27 yards. So, Looking at those first three games and kind of what we've seen so far from the offense, what will it look like going forward? So this is an interesting question, right? The Cleveland Browns have gone out and have brought back Cream Hunt to uh, come into this running back room. So now that room consists of Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt, and now Pierre Strong Jr., who you traded for right before the start of the NFL season this year. I feel okay about that running back room. I think that a lot of how this season is going to go is going to depend on how the Browns use that running back room and rotation. Because for me, I like Jerome Ford a lot, right? Everybody here at the Dogs Podcast, as far as I know, I could be wrong. I'm not trying to speak for anybody, but we're all pretty big fans of Jerome Ford, right? We are big believers in Jerome Ford. However, here's my problem. I think that in no way, shape, or form do I feel comfortable with Jerome Ford just being your running back one. And I think so far what you have seen over the course of 
each game with Nick Chubb not being there. Neither does Kevin Stefanski because you have consistently seen a heavy rotation and the Browns have ran the ball a lot less. So I think, especially looking back at this Titans game, the Browns spread the ball out quite a bit, right? Elijah Moore got involved. DPJ got involved. Amari Cooper got involved. And you use your running backs out of the backfield and you let Deshaun Watson sling it. So for me, the question there becomes where where's the offense going moving forward? How much different is it going to look? Because Kevin Stefanski's bread and butter is running the football. We know this. Now you don't really have that luxury as much anymore. So when you talk about a spreading the ball out downfield passing offense, which is what you've kind of seen from the Browns since Chubb has gone out, even in that Steelers game, the Browns just went to throwing the ball through the air and, you know, it was rough. Deshaun was 22 of 40, had that pick. He did have a touchdown, but it was kind of a, it was a rough go at it, moving the ball, trying to move the ball through the air. And for whatever reason, Deshaun just did not have confidence, it felt like, in that game. When you look at the Titans game, go back and watch it. The numbers look great, yes, but for me, he wasn't, aside from the throw backwards, he was not questioning himself. He was not unsure of himself. He saw the open man and even threw guys open at times in that game. And it's interesting because you go from a game where Deshaun Watson looked absolutely terrible. There was people talking about, can we get out of his contract? He answers that with a game, his best game ever in a Cleveland Browns uniform and his best game since 2020, probably. So Deshaun Watson looked great against the Tennessee Titans. Looking at the season stats for everybody, I find it very intriguing because so far throughout the course of the season this year, Amari Cooper is, is your receptions leader, 17 receptions, 243 yards, and one touchdown that should be two touchdowns on the year. So Amari Cooper throughout the first three games is well on his way to having another fantastic year. Behind him is Elijah Moore with 15 receptions, 128 yards. So, based on the numbers, just as far as who's getting the ball, Mari Cooper, 17 receptions on the year. Elijah Moore, 15 receptions on the year. After that, it takes a massive dip because Donovan Peoples-Jones has only five receptions so far this season, 68 yards. When, when Elijah Moore was brought in, we kind of thought, okay, who who's going to get the ball, right? How are the Browns going to spread this out? So far over the course of this season, it looks like DPJ and Najoku are kind of taking a little bit of a dip because DPJ, like I said, five receptions, 68 yards. David Najoku, 10 receptions, 92 yards. So I know I've said this a few times now, but I'm actually going to talk about it now. Transitioning into the rest of this year, what this offense should look like, what we've seen so far, what are we missing offensively? I think the Browns have to keep doing what we're doing as far as Amari Cooper's been fantastic. He still needs to be your number one target, your number one receiver. 
I like what we're doing with Elijah Moore. I like moving him around, getting him the ball in space. I think that's great. However, Donovan Peoples-Jones so far throughout the course of this season has made big-time catches, right? Big-time critical timing catches, right, where you need to move the change, the chains, and he's gotten the job done. I think there have been opportunities there for Deshaun Watson to hit Donovan Peoples-Jones deep, and we've just not gotten there yet. And you can say this about a few guys. David Ajoku, especially, I know it was the first game of the year, but in the Bengals game, there were so many times where I looked on the field and I said, just right up the seam, just hitting Ajoku, and uh, good things will happen. So far, the Browns have yet to really unlock David Njoku this year. You've seen bits and pieces of it, but I think moving forward, the Browns have to find ways to move the ball through the air without Nick Chubb. David Njoku's got to be a big part of that. And DPJ being kind of your chain mover is what he's always been, but for whatever reason, it's he's gotten a lot less targets this year, and I think that'll come. I think it's just going to be a matter of deciding how to spread the ball out. Now, another guy that's really interesting and how this is going to translate going forward is going to be really, really, really fascinating because Marquise Goodwin, over the, and you guys know I'm right, over the course of this season so far, has been wide-ass open. And blame whoever you want, Deshaun, blame Goodwin, blame the weather... We have not seen that pair click. Now, once they do, that's going to open up a lot because Marquise Goodwin, I know he's a veteran. I know he's getting up there as far as his time in the NFL and his age. He has been unreal as far as burning down the field, getting open, and it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time before him and Watson finally get on the same page. If you remember, in training camp, they were clicking like crazy and you know I, I i mentioned it before the season marquise goodwin is going to be a critical piece in this offense because he is your burner downfield you got amari cooper who's your route runner number one receiver elijah moore is your do-it-all receiver dpj is your big guy najoku is your big guy stretching downfield but to take the top off the defense that is marquise goodwin This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, fall is in the air, and that means we're looking forward to more of these crisp mornings, falling leaves, and more sweater weather. But more importantly, this is the perfect time for all of your fall grilling and tailgating, because right now the Browns have the number one defense in the NFL, and to really properly tailgate for that kind of performance, you got to have the number one meats available that you can possibly get, and that's Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks has all of your fall cravings covered, and right now, you can get 50% off site-wide during the Omaha Steaks semi-annual sale. That's 50% off all your favorite tender, juicy, extra-aged steaks like their butcher's cut filet mignons. Go to omahasteaks.com today and use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out. And you'll get not just 50% off of their site-wide sale, but you get an extra $30 off your order with our code. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor and endless value on incredible entrees, scrumptious size, decadent desserts, and more. All of them. off during the semi-annual sale, and every single bite is backed by their 100% unconditional guarantee. Go to omahasteaks.com right now. Shop all of your delicious favorites for half the price. Don't forget, 
Enter code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out for an extra $30 off your order. But you better hurry. This sale is only available for a limited time. Minimum purchase may apply. The Browns are getting some help from the depth chart at wide receiver and that receiver room as a whole. David Bell's doing a couple things. Haven't really seen Cedric Tillman yet. I think there's opportunities there. Just not, just haven't seen it yet. So I think we will at some point. But the biggest changing factor throughout the course of the rest of this season offensively for me is getting Marquise Goodwin involved. And if you can get Marquise Goodwin involved, it just makes the field so much more easier to attack because you can attack deep with him. I already talked about it. You can attack all three levels. You can attack deep, short, medium in the pass game. We haven't really been able to attack deep yet. Not yet. Bits and pieces, yes. But I do think this offense is just waiting for that game to fully break out. And I know the Titans game was great. And Deshaun Watson did a fantastic job. And I that was the best I've ever seen this offense as far as this season. And last year, too. But I think we're not there yet. I think people are getting a little bit ahead of themselves and kind of overreacting to one really good game. The reality is we need to see consistency. We need to see Deshaun Watson come out yet again, be on time, be decisive, because in the Steelers game, there was a lot of Baker syndrome, and I don't mean that like to throw shots, but you guys know what I'm talking about. The double clutching, the kind of second guessing yourself, some of the things we saw from Baker and the bad habits we saw out of Deshaun in that Steelers game. Titans game, it wasn't like that. So, yes, he had one great game. Need to build off of it because you have a critical game Sunday. You can go 2-1 two, two and one in the AFC North Sunday if you beat the Baltimore Ravens, which would be huge. It would be very huge for the Browns because the Steelers uh, won against the Raiders. The Bengals beat the Rams. Uh, the Browns have got to keep this train moving forward so you don't fall behind in the AFC North. So, I think that's really, really critical. Now, kind of wrapping it up here, the run game, I know I mentioned earlier, and I'm sorry, this has kind of been a rant all over the place. I'm trying, but outside of the passing game, the Browns have to be able to get something on the ground. We have to have a threat on the ground. And again, Jerome Ford is okay. I think he he will get better over the course of the year. But the signing of Kareem Hunt, I feel like, is extremely critical because you have a guy who, in my opinion, I think is not a second-string running back to Jerome Ford. I think it's kind of a a dollar general version of Chubb and Hunt. You know what I mean? I think it's just kind of like 1A, 1B. And I think in order for the Browns to have a successful run game, it's going to take a lot of rotation. And who comes in when is going to be very interesting because passing downs, I know Kareem Hunt historically for the Browns has been a passing down running back, but so far we have seen Jerome Ford be much more effective through the air catching the football than on the ground running the football. And I see no reason to change that as of now. So again, in the last game against the Titans, Pierre Strong was your rushing leader. Six carries, 27 yards. That's nothing. Like, that is nothing. So, the Browns made a massive shift from 
Steelers game, Bengals game to this Titans game, moving the ball through the air. So the question is, is Kevin Stefanski going to want to continue that? And once that kind of gets slowed down and shut down, who's coming in when? Because Pierre Strong, in my opinion, is kind of like a do-it-all guy, right? He's like Demetric Felton, but better. And Steelers fan or Steelers, Patriots fans, they're about the same people. Um, the Patriots fans, when we traded for Pierre Strong, looking through the uh, Twitter replies, people were saying, hey, this guy behind a good offensive line, he could be pretty good. And so far, we've seen that. We've seen him kind of be, like I said, that do-it-all running back. And he's gotten involved a lot more than I thought he would be. So who comes in when? That's that's the question. Because I think Cream Hunt needs to be your running back, your running down uh, back. Jerome Ford, I like as your passing back. And Pierre Strong, I like as like that rotational guy. You know, that's just kind of how I feel at the moment. So, again, I know this is really all over the place, and I'm sorry. Um, but just looking at the offense so far this season, there's good, there's bad, but there's a lot of positivity. There's a lot of signs, in my opinion, that you can work off of and move off of. The question becomes, can you put back-to-back performances because you have an opportunity here like I said a huge game against the Ravens to build on the offensive performance you had last week and heading into the bye week with the 49ers coming up after the bye week that's going to be by far by far the best defense the Browns will face this season build on it this is the game to build on it put two back-to-back performances together head into this bye week create a game plan based on what you know works and go from there. So, there you go. How do you guys feel about the offense? Because for me, I was pretty pissed off. I thought the offense was terrible. Uh, especially after the Steelers game. The Bengals game, you kind of get a pass. The Steelers game, you don't. And the Browns answered that pretty damn well against Tennessee Titans. I just want to see it again. So, how do you guys feel about Deshaun Watson? Personally, I think he showed that that guy is still there. Deshaun Watson, the guy you know from the Houston Texans, is still there. We just need to see it consistently. We cannot afford to have hit and miss, inconsistent quarterback play because we don't have Nick Chubb to rely on now. So with that being said, let me know your thoughts. What do you think about the offense? What do you think about Deshaun Watson? How do you feel about the play calling? Because we've seen a lot of cutesy stuff this year. But it's worked, so you can't get too mad. So, with that being said, everybody, like the video, comment, let me know what you think, subscribe to the channel, and we will see you next time. Go Browns. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com.